0: Hi, sweet friends. Welcome to episode number 76, Helping Your Child Navigate This Time. I'm super excited. This is a special episode. Um, It's really a follow-up to uh, my um, podcast on managing your brain during a crisis or during a pandemic and really understanding that we get to help our children as well navigate this time with grace and with Support and and really helping them thrive. I'm super excited for you to hear from Liz Wine, a social worker from a local school district that um, that she works with high schoolers, but she has experience with children of all ages, and really offers insight and some real tools we can use to change our thoughts, to change our mind in how we support and and really help our children navigate this time. I'm so excited. If you have questions for us, always feel free to reach out at hello at jessicastong.com. You can find us on Instagram and the Facebooks at Hel- uh, Lives of Courage. But again, I am always here for you and I cannot wait to hear what you think of this episode. Thanks so much. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm super excited. I even talk with my hands on the podcast. I am so excited to introduce Liz Wine. Liz has graciously agreed to come on and talk all things. Kid development, managing their brains, pandemic—what this means for kids right now—and really some strategies and coping tools that we can use as as parents, as educators, as clinicians, really working with kids in the world today. So thank you, Liz. I'm so excited to be here. Thank I, you for. Asking. Oh, I'm thrilled. Okay, Liz, could you tell us just some fun facts about you and? about your life, pretty please, before we get started?
1: Well, I live in Wichita, Kansas, same town as Jessica, Woohoo, Pride. Um, I work in a suburban school district. I'm a school social worker, um, special education, so I work with students that have IEPs, and that ranges from um, lower cognitive functioning students to all the way to gifted students. Yes. So I love my job. Um, I also do a lot of dog sitting in the summer, and I love to read and dance and just do all the things fun. And I lived overseas for a year in Africa. And I know that Jessica lived in London. So we, you know, we have, we, we have fun I, too.
0: I, I really, we are spirit animals, Liz. <laughs> really, I said kindred spirits earlier, but now I've just moved us to spirit animals. We've just, okay,
1: so what were you doing in Africa? i was teaching in a school there for missionary kids. This was over 10 years. Yes, I'm old now. It's over 10 years ago.
0: (laughs) That is incredible. So were you always in um, school social work or have you moved around and, and uh, were you in clinical practice? Tell us a little bit about what you've done. Well, I actually, with my, when I was getting my bachelor's, I was
1: actually an elementary ed major for a while. And right in my senior year was no, when no child left behind came along and I decided I did not want to teach to a test. And I was, maybe I didn't want a classroom full of kids, but I wanted to work with kids. So I took a year off and I had people suggest me, suggest to me to try maybe looking into social work. And so I went and got my master's in social work, um, worked in schools for a while, got my clinical license. And then when I from Africa, um, I did some not clinical work for a bit. I worked like at early head start. So I did home visits, um, for like the zero to three age range, which I so fun. Um, so I've kind of really done everything. It's usually been, you know, kid, kid or teen focused. Um, right now, I'm based at a high school. Um, most of my population is ninth grade through twelfth grade. Um, oh. Sometimes we're like nineteen or twenty, depending on on their needs. Yeah, what their needs are. So it's.
0: The whole gauntlet. <laughs> so I'm hoping you will just give it to us straight, Liz. You've <laughs> seen it all. You, you really all of the
1: ages. You've, you've had experience yeah. with a diversity. You know, the school district I work in may not be super diverse um, ethnically, but socioeconomic status very diverse. Um, a lot of different families, living situations going on too. So, um, but I have worked in schools that, you know, have been have been quite big and with quite a diverse
0: population. And
1: so kind of, yeah, like you said, kind of seen it all.
0: <laughs> yep, that is, and I, I'm just so excited because you have not only like learned these tools but implemented them. So I just want to really get to understand what do you think you're seeing in kids right now? What is What is happening in their yes. sweet little brains as they're understanding this pandemic? Yeah. Well, and do any
1: of us really understand this pandemic? <laughs> do we really, I mean, do we adults understand
0: oh, it? No.
1: It is to understand it. I mean, just, you know, if you think about, I think about the days where I have just a bit of frustration with everything. And for some kids, they might be experiencing that times 20 yes. or, or they may not be experiencing at all. Like they might be like, whatever, it's summer. I don't care. You know? Exactly. So I mean every kid is so different. Um, I've gotten messages from friends, you know, wanting resources for their, for their kids. Um, But I also have seen other people's kids that are thriving and doing well. So it just, it's so hard to, you know, it's hard to know, but I do know that children are watching how adults are reacting to the pandemic. Um, Especially, especially kids that are old enough to be on social media. If they see adults, you know, just lashing out at each other, just engaging in negative talk um and heated conversations that you know it's when when we've got this removal of face to face contact people will just say anything <laughs> really will, and yes. there's just so much you know conspiracy theories being spread and then kids don't know what to believe um and so i really think you know watching how you're engaging in conversations um and also just you know how much are we allowing I mean, is your TV on 24 seven to the news station, you know, because that is not healthy for any human, but especially for kids, um, you know, if there's, and you know, if you've got the radio going, maybe, maybe a switch to playing, you know, a fun playlist, maybe you make your own Spotify playlist and just have, you know, a good time or some calming classical music. I love classical, even just piano music. There's so much good. There's Disney piano music or Disney piano music. You know, you can do mute. You know, show tunes. You know, from movies. There's just so much we can choose what we bring into our homes. We cannot control the chaos of this world, but we can choose. You know, whether you live alone, whether you have kids in your home, whether you're an aunt, uncle, a caregiver, whatever. You know, you can choose how you are responding because kids are watching. They're smart. We. We think kids don 't pick up on things they do, <laughs> and they pick up even if they may not know exactly what 's going on they 'll make up things um, or they 'll fill up fill in the gaps sometimes so if you are you know if you 're like skirting around an issue and your kid 's old enough to understand, or you need to kind of just give them a little bit of the information because they 'll make up stories in their head they may think you know so and so had an argument, and they 're never going to be
0: friends again when really it 's a disagreement <laughs> absolutely, but we are not. Uh, sometimes we don't teach them how to you really feel or how to know and how to see, and so the stories that they create in their minds, you're right, are yeah. far more. Because um, you think about, you have a friend
1: friend, and you had a, you know, a text, you can't read people's tone on text, yeah. and you make, kids do that too, we make assumptions, um, and remembering that when we're making assumptions about things we don't understand, they're doing it, but their imagination is usually more creative.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they haven't lost that spark, Liz. Right. That is, you know, it was so funny you said that. We, I always listened to NPR. And when Henry was getting older, he would say, like, why is, Why is there fighting in Syria? And I'm like, oh, well, that's not a morning, early morning, convers- before school conversation. So we really had to even limit... The things that we typically do um, pre-COVID, and it's just thinking about yes, we can have those conversations with our kids, but in a way that we decide.
1: Right. Well, and I think um,
0: something you said to remind me I've
1: heard before is imagination is our anxiety running wild often. So if we can channel that anxiety too, into creative outlets, be that writing or dancing or drawing, you know, you know, drawing out what you're feeling or making a play about it or something. Um, because that is, sometimes our brain needs a job. I always tell, you know, I'll tell my teams that, your brain needs a job. You have way too much time on your hands if you are thinking <laughs> about this. But let's get you, you know, get your brain focused on something that is more, I don't wanna say productive, because that's not the word, more fulfilling and that's, you know, gonna be fun.
0: <laughs> Absolutely but it's so true. And sometimes we don't the like, kids don't understand the way their brains work. Heck, adults don't understand the way right. their brains work. And so you think something is going on when you have this firestorm in your brain.
1: Well, and I think there's a fine line too, because I do think kids need to be bored. They need unstructured time. Yes. If you give them too much unstructured time, they're gonna, you know, they're if if they have anxious tendencies, yes. you have to watch that and balance it and is the unstructured time outside running around, you know, whereas they do have things to look at versus just, you know, sitting and staring into space might be really challenging for an anxious kid. Yes.
0: And we, what do you think, um, the role of tech is for our anxious children? we those, oh, yeah. There's so many things
1: because there are some amazing apps out there, yes. you know, every um and if you have if you're somebody that does work in a school you can get i don't know if it's always free calm c-a-l-m you can get a free like account with education um i mean i know a lot of people use headspace it has not worked for me Mm -hmm. there's also an app called oak o-a-k and why i like that one it has an unguided section and you can pick the background noises so i picked like the sauna because it sounds like this Crackling sound on it, and so you can pick your noises. So I like that even just for mood setting. Maybe I'm not, you know, meditating per se, yes. but I just
0: background. Um, I love even my four year old loves the calm app, and so we listen to Harry Styles read us.
1: Oh my gosh <laughs>
0: <laughs> read us a bedtime story, and that makes us oh,
1: feel so good. I'm all lullabies, like my favorite one when my niece is over is there's fairy tale lullabies on the calm app, those incredible. And, but I like it too. It sounds like you're in this forest and it's just magical, um, you know. And so I think stories, but also providing, you know, maybe listening to an audiobook. book. Um, I use the Scribd app and I, my friend has used it some too with my niece even like the Little House in the Prairie books are on that you can use, you know, maybe just choosing something else to listen to if, if, you know, a lot of people like to have noise on. I'm not one that needs to have noise 24 seven, but a lot of people feel more when it's quiet
0: that's, and that's the truth. Well, and we know our, our friends with learning differences that I'm raising, the, the, those audible or audio books really give them a tool outside of their world and, and where reading might not be always available to them.
1: Yeah. And if they, if they have, if they're a kid that likes the visual too, Mm -hmm. there's, I always say, don't reinvent the wheel. There's so much stuff online. If you Google, you know, Little House in the Prairie coloring sheets, you could probably get coloring pages and have the kids color while they listen or, you know, make their own creation. But some kids need something tactile to do and some need to see, hey, this might be what this person looked like in real life
0: or what the author imagined them to look like. I love that. Well, and can you talk us through that? I really use like coloring creative activities as a way to help almost regulate, help with regulation. When, when my kids are overwhelmed and dysregulated, coloring or creative pursuits really help them feel safe. So can you talk more about other strategies that you would suggest for even any child who is just like overwhelmed by, by all the things?
1: Or child at heart, you know, as we are. (laughs) Me too! Because I often find too, if you're going to work with a child on something, have you tried it yourself first? And when I say try it yourself, I mean more than once. Just like I tell kids, you can't just hear this coping skill and say, I'm going to use that in 10 days from now when I'm upset. You know, oh. you have to. And the same with adults. I mean, you have to give it a try yourself. Um, and you know, model that for kids. Um, I think right now there is a lot of anxiety about the unknown because in most places, schools are still trying to figure out what it's going to look like and what it's gonna look like is gonna maybe change throughout the year. Um, so I'm a planner and I found what I've had to do for myself because um, is just be aware that I'm not able to plan out as far as I'd like. So for me right now, um, on my monthly spread on my planner, I'll write some key dates, but then I'm not doing my weekly spread until the Sunday night before. And I'm long range dates on my Google digital calendar because, and and this, you know, if you have a calendar in your house hanging up, you know, and kids like to know what's coming up, or if you have it in whatever way, other way, kind of not planning too far out to kind of help. Curve any disappointment and manage those expectations of saying, you know, maybe you have a question mark by it on the calendar, or maybe you're not putting it up on the calendar until closer to time. Um, kind of that out of sight, out of mind, <laughs> you know, and, because kids like knowing when things happen. And right now we don't know when things are happening. And I think, you know, acknowledging that we don't know, and that's tough, You know, uh, we are trying to rely on our, you know, our school district leaders to make the best informed decisions. And that means we have to wait and practice patience, which is not fun, (laughs) but we don't have much choice right now, Um, which is something I'll talk about a little bit about choices. Um, But we we just don't have much of a choice.
0: (laughs) And Liz, maybe you can speak to this adults' brains, like black and white thinking they always like we are just conditioned to think in this black and white and so when we don't have answers or information what do we say to our kids who are go, we don't know we just
1: yeah. yeah saying that acknowledging i think when you are using self-talk kids pick up on that you know when they hear you even on a day-to-day thing when you drop something you know, what word comes out of your mouth? Is it a bad word, like I might say? Or is it, whoops, let me try that again. Um, I just said, oops, I did it again. Maybe you break into Britney Spears' song and you know, you move. You oh, know, wait. You have, um, mm-hmm. But you know, things like, you know, I wish I knew the answer to that. I don't, our state leaders don't, our county leaders don't, it is unknown. It's like a mystery. And we have not gotten to that part of the mystery TV show or book yet. We don't know. <laughs>
0: I we don't have that.
1: We don't have any spoiler alerts. <laughs> we cannot Google it and find the answer.
0: <laughs> oh, I love because it feels, we're we're so used to being able to know just to look right. it up to know.
1: Yeah. Like here, here's all ten episodes on Netflix. You
0: can find out what happens here in two
1: days. We don't have that kind of situation going on, right? Um, oh we live in very much an instant gratification society. We want it and we want it now. Um, I think the sense of entitlement <laughs> can be, you know, hard to curb. So this is a great time to work on that on ourselves. And with the, you know, the younger, younger kiddos around us is saying, you know, we might want that. It doesn't mean it's going to happen just because we want something doesn't mean it always happens. And that's okay. We might just have to, I think the word you
0: hear a lot is pivot. We're just going to have to pivot. <laughs> it is a loud pivot, like Ross. Um, Coming down the stairs from that Friends episode, that's my favorite Friends episode ever, Pivot. So, okay, but, and what do we do to, to, if we're overwhelmed in the day, and like, we don't have answers, and we're, uh, you know, that level of agitation sometimes with the unknown, what calming strategies, what, what suggestions do you have for us? Well, one of the things um, is to creating
1: either like a calm corner or calm down box. And there's lots of ideas on the internet, of course, because again, don't reinvent the wheel. But um, I, this last year, so this is my third year being in the Nutcracker as an adult party guest. And so the dressing room I was in was the dressing room with adults, but also a lot of teenagers. And the Nutcracker is always around finals time. And so there's just a lot of stress because kids are, and these are smart kids that are, you know, in honors and AP classes. Yeah. That tension. And, um, I created a little calm corner in the dressing room. Um, I I can maybe send you a picture of it. I'd have to get the people's permission that are in it. So I had coloring books. I had these fidget toys. I'd gotten like a deal from Amazon stress balls. Mm -hmm. I had an essential oil diffuser, just all of things. There was one girl like every day she was like, I like this calm corner. And so we're in a, hopefully an outdoor valley in the park performances in September. And I said, I just cannot make you a calm corner, but I said, I'm going to make you your own little calm, calm bag because that way it'll, you know, stay sanitized and everything. And then another teen heard, and she goes, can I get one of those too? <laughs> <laughs> Making some for teenagers. Um, oh, it's I do one of those things, whether it's a teenager or a toddler because teens are just big toddlers. Oh. Are you are you thirsty? Are you tired? So having some easy snacks or drinks that they can get easily, whether it's having juice boxes or, you know, whatever beverage, um, or getting one of those fancy infuser pitchers with some fancy, you know, spa water or just having, you know, raisins or just fresh fruits and veggies around that area too. Um, giving, you know, checking in with yourself, like, are you thirsty? Like for me, it might mean I have more bubbly water around. (laughs) Um, You can also little portable one and keep it like in your glove compartment um you just want to make sure anything you put in there is not melty or (laughs) gonna get all it's just gonna (laughs) that might cause some other emotions to come up (laughs) i'm not speaking from experience or anything um (laughs) and i have um i will try to i haven't done it yet try to put together a little instruction guide or printable if people want to use um, use that there again, there's a lot on the internet too. Um, but I try to keep it simple and you can definitely, I would have the kids involved in it or whoever you're doing it for because that, that ownership. So it might be like, okay, I want you to go find something that makes you feel calm. Like it might be a stuffed animal. Okay. Now go find something that makes you feel safe. And you could put anything, you could get a shoebox and cover it with wrapping paper or, um, I can't remember what it's called the shelf contact paper, like on for the shelving, like for Drawers or okay. cabinets, they could draw on it. You could just use a paper bag. I mean, really, use what you have around the house. Don't go buy stuff. Oh. You do need to Amazon's cheaper, or the dollar store often has stress toys. Um, yeah. and again, you want the kids involved in it because some kids do not like the textures of certain stress toys. Um, some kids prefer more. I don't. I'm not a big fidget spinner person, but I like fidget cubes that I have little buttons you can press. Um, there's so much out there, and so much that's affordable out there. Bubble wrap is also amazing for all these people, all of us that get, you know, packages in the mail, um, either to pop or to jump on, jumping on it is
0: super fun. <laughs> we, yes, I love that. Well, and we, um, when I'm working with adults and we do this with kids, we do the five senses, engaging mm-hmm. five senses. Yeah. So uh, f- my sons each have the five they have something to smell the aromatherapy they have something um, to taste Uh, they have and so they go through that
1: and hard candy I think a lot of the brain The research shows like hard candy or um or gum but especially that hard candy because it gets that sucking reflex going which is usually soothing because you think a baby's sucking on a bottle yes (laughs) you know Fucking reflex. So, like, if you go to Sonic, keep those mints <laughs> and put
0: them some, you know, keep them in the bag. And those, you don't need to, those dumb, d- what are they? Are they called dum dums? <laughs> Am I just, did I just aged myself? Like, what are they called?
1: Because I- you might need a lifesaver. You know, those are just lots of, you know, things. But, and if the kid doesn't like hard candy, then, you know, obviously you don't have to do that. Gum, a lot of kids like to chew gum as as long as they're old enough to not swallow it. <laughs>
0: Or put it somewhere that it shouldn't be yeah. I love that I tell you our calm kids change a lot I mean like that's our the, the game changer in our family is that they have a they have something that helps them feel safe so that they don't have to look around. Um, you know, and not know what to do.
1: Right. And if you want, you know, if you, maybe you have a little corner side table in your living room,
0: you know, you could put them
1: there and you can also put one for yourself or, you know, whatever adults in the home, because again, that modeling. So if you're having a rough day and you go over there, it kind of gives kids permission to say, okay, I have, I can take a break when I need to, just as you need, you know, adults need to take a break. Um, maybe it's, let's, you know, instead of putting a kid, sending a kid to the room, like, let's go sit back, you know, let's go sit on the couch together and get our boxes out, you know, and just make it a together time to help. I think the word that I hear some is co-regulate, because, you know, they talk about self-regulation, but co-regulating is when you're both, you know, because when kids get upset, we tend to get upset, and so both of you, you don't want just the kid to calm down, you need to calm down too.
0: (laughs) 100 per, and, and, and gonna continue to spiral. Exactly. When so oftentimes we're like, they need to calm down. And so we yell at them for <laughs> them to calm down. And yet we cannot regulate our own emotions. I'm always, always, I'm always shocked by that. I do it all the time. You know, like I'll be like, hey but I'm like, oh, I see what I'm doing there.
1: But it's that so and acknowledging that and saying that out loud saying, Oh, I I didn't help you calm down if I'm yelling at you, huh? Uh, and using that humor or saying like, wow, that was really helpful of me, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so true. And they yeah, and they think, love it. Be- yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, no. Um, well, even keeping paper in there, um, because another thing you can do, and this is when they're maybe calmed down or just a normal time, is if you get a piece of paper out and you draw a big circle on it, and then you draw a smaller circle in the middle, and um, on the between so you've got the smaller circle in the middle and you start listing off all the things they can control so that would be like their feelings their emotions what they eat that day i mean if you're if you've got a little kid and they like bathroom humor it can be what goes in and out you know that that is why a lot of kids sometimes if you're seeing an increase in accidents during all of this it Mm. might be because they can control that (laughs) it is Um, so true and then but in the, so then you've got, right, all of that, what you can control that inner circle, and then in that margin between those two circles, you write down all the things you can't control, the school board's decision, you know, the pandemic's expectancy win, you know, all these things you can't control, and talking about, you know, we can't, we wish we could control, we do not have the magic wand, it is broken to fix everything, but what we can fix is in there, um, and I think even knowing what's in your control as a caregiver, um, and knowing you have the, you can, you know, do things that will help you, um, you know, making, offering kids choices might be something in there, which I always, I think I heard that from Conscious Discipline, Becky Bailey, who is I awesome, was say. Yes. Um, about, about giving kids, if you're going to give a kid choices, give them two choices, and both of them that you can live with. It can't be, you can eat green beans or ice cream, and then they pick ice cream and you get mad. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, I would pick ice cream over green beans. (laughs) So I think just knowing as an adult, what's in your circle. I mean, even doing one for yourself before you do it with a kid or doing it at the same time, saying you know, we all have things we wish we could control, but we can't, we can't, this is not a, you know, this is not a movie with that perfectly ending plot line that's already wrapped, pointed out for us. It's not, it's not that.
0: And, and Liz, we really see adults right now who don't recognize that this is out of their control. You know, I know in my coaching, we're all feeling out of control. And so we take action with the false belief that we can control others. And, and
1: that's why knowing what you need to do to manage yourself and make your environment better. So for me, um, my Facebook newsfeed has everything hidden except for a few groups I'm part of, including your group, um, and a few family members, mainly I want to see pictures of kids and dogs. Like I had a friend that just had a baby, and I'm, you know, I want to see her daily pictures. I need to. Of course. But instagram i tend to be more that tends to be more pictures i've still muted some people on there because you know if you're sharing conspiracy theories i just my brain doesn't have any space for that right now yeah <laughs> I, believe what I have to believe but please don't make me
0: lose my mind <laughs> <laughs> well and we just know we're we're helping our brain stay healthy and stay focused on what is good and what is safe in our world i'd
1: right I, I really encourage adults because i have this on my phone you know a lot of people have you know, screen time limits for their kids, give yourself screen time limits. You know, It could be maybe you're only spending 30 minutes a day on Facebook or an hour on Instagram or however long on whatever apps you're using. Um, or I jokingly have said a lot over the last few months, scroll an ebook instead of your social media. I mean, or read an actual physical book. But if you are feeling the need to scroll, go scroll an ebook. There's There's so much we can do with the technology to use it instead of using it just to...
0: Kind of create chaos in our minds. Well, and you know, Liz, we we've talked about this before. People want to distract from their feelings, their emotions, and so they're on their phone, so they don't even they don't have to feel, or they feel false. Right. They don't they're not in touch with. It's a distraction tool.
1: Or then they're like, oh, an hour's passed, and I should be asleep right now. and Then they're not getting enough sleep, so they wake up tired
0: and grumpy, and it's just a whole vicious cycle. <laughs> it, it never ends. Oh my yeah. goodness. Okay. So Liz, what, what are we missing? I, I'm aware of that you and I could probably just have our own radio talk show. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. If
1: <laughs>
0: or but some of our, we would be so much fun.
1: Some of our mutual friends, maybe.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So tell me what are other ideas? What are we missing? Um, really when we think about things that we can control and things we can't control.
1: Well, sorry, I got the giggles, <laughs> sorry, sometimes that happens, which is humorous,
0: <laughs> Go ahead. sometimes you need a good laugh. You do, <laughs> and I feel like you were, you are life and love and fun. Look, at <laughs> sanity sometimes. <laughs> if you have not laughed
1: until you cried in a mask, you have not lived yet.
0: I have I'm, not
1: okay? making me laugh, and so we've got masks on, and I started having tears coming down from laughing. You have not lived until you've experienced that
0: because <laughs> you and this, you have a nice something to to catch it now though your yeah, mask just but catches. But when you're frozen and you're shaking, anyways,
1: I digress. So humor is good. You need to ha- be around people that make you crack up. <laughs> I just feel like negative Nancys or. But um, one thing, you know, because obviously right now sometimes people are on more of a budget, but one thing is kindness does not cost. It is free. It is free to be kind. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, control. We cannot control maybe how the, if somebody's rude to us, we can't control them. I know I tell kids all the time, don't you wish you could make them just stop it? (laughs) We can't (laughs) control our reactions and how we treat other people. Um, There is so much, again, not... Reinventing the wheel there's so many if you google random acts of kindness printable for kids there's so many online and I there's some specifically for this time i'll try to maybe look for some and send them to you awesome. um, or whatever but there are so many things to do i mean it just helps us to to get kind of out of our own brains that egocentric focus that navel gazing i always like saying navel gazing you know am i spending too much time navel gazing that i'm not noticing what's going on around me and not 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 noticing the news, I don't mean that, but not noticing how other people are coping with things, you know, if somebody at McDonald's is giving me my Diet Coke, I'm going to ask them if they're having a nice day, because I'm having a great day now, because I have this Diet Coke, but, you know, like, how is their day going, you know, just, you know, not just being, not just taking and say, you know, saying things, or, you know, maybe make, maybe it's making a joke about, you know, something, you know, just, just treating other people the way you want to be treated, but better, yes. You know. We treat ourselves, we don't always treat ourselves so nice. So treating yourself, treating others just with generosity.
0: Oh, I love that. It is so true. I think we're losing that um, sometimes when we're so wrapped up in how this pandemic is impacting us, that we lose our ability as adults and as, and as children to look outside and to say like, This is not just my story. It is all of our stories right now.
1: And it's, you know, how do you want people to remember how you handled it? Are you going to be somebody they wrote a story about this person, you know, did this way and see, and, you know, was doing, was engaging in heated debates every day online. Or was this person, you're taking time to spend time with their family, spread kindness, you know, how do you want to be remembered? If your great grandchildren were here, how would you want them to that
0: don't like don't well, you know I went I'm mildly obsessed with Costco Karen or that the thought process that would go into an adult throwing an epic toddler size meltdown, and it breaks my heart, but also it's like we are all just we are all just giving up at some point. we're like, this is too hard it's about the toddler kind of tantrum.
1: And like, okay, you're having a toddler tantrum over a piece of cloth. <laughs> like, let let's you know, let's think about that, you know, it's it's just you interesting. And there was something today, I don't watch a lot of TikToks, but one was shared on Instagram. Somebody was talking about how in Asian cultures, typically during cold and flu season, this has been for like a decade or more, they wear masks, not because they're sick, but they, in case they have germs and they don't want to share them to other people. You know, we you want know, we to share, but not our germs. But it was just like, oh, yeah, it was, he was talking about entitlement from Americans and just thinking, okay, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. It's a piece of colpito. You know, and, and because our, our kids are watching that, yes. you know, who's you know, if, if they're thinking, oh, adults aren't going to follow the rules, well, then I don't need to follow the rules at school. I mean, we're just setting a slippery slope.
0: <laughs> but that is absolutely the case. And I, I we- little political or anything, but I mean, that's what kids are seeing. No, they are seeing that. <laughs> and it's fascinating. Um, we were talking about it, about going back to school with masks and how um, the minister we uh, <laughs> attend- Uh, Chapel Hill United Methodist Church. Our hearts are there, right? We're both Methodists. I forget that. that. See, kindred spirits. And he said, Pastor Jeff Cannon said, that it is a Christian act of loving your neighbor as yourself. To wear a mask and we share that with the kids and how we love others all the time and this yeah. is yet just one example of being kind and showing kindness and love.
1: And What's because us? there is crazy stuff on both ends of the political spectrums you know and going on and so I don't think any I don't think any political party has monopoly on craziness from right <laughs> I really don't. We all have some. But of just choosing to say, okay, this is not, let's not, you know, take away the politicalness and take just putting loving others, regardless of religion, because most religions and faith backgrounds have, have a part of it is being kind and loving to others.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Oh my goodness. Okay. I realize we're going to have to have you on again. Yes. Because I have a whole other section too.
1: (laughs) We didn't get to the fun stuff oh my gosh okay can we do a five minute like summary of the fun
0: stuff five minute summary of the okay. fun times I do love it. it fun takeaways
1: and I will not do it with a song and a dance I'm sorry mm-hmm. um, but, yes. um one of my some of my training is I'm a registered play therapist and so a lot of that is play is the language of children so during all of this how can we incorporate play because adults need to play too. And I'm not talking about Candy Crush, even though that has its time and a place, or in my case, the emoji blitz, because you know, it's fun. But so one of the things I was on um, for a nonprofit camp, on Zoom, we had a Zoom scavenger hunt. And so, you know, somebody was saying different things, you had to go find everybody, had to, you know, they left the phone, they had to leave the phone where it was, go find it, then come back and show the phone or computer. So you had some, you know, one was like, go find a roll of toilet paper. And so somebody jokingly held up an empty roll. And so you can be funny with it too. You know, it might be something like, go get something pink or something, you know, just, but that's some fun, something fun to do with cousins or extended family that maybe lives in another state or country. Um, there's just so much good stuff, you know, speaking of technology f- for good. Um, the school district I work in, the, the city's library, they have like three virtual online escape rooms and it's just like on a Google form and you have to figure out the clues and that can be a fun family or kid activity. Um, but even if you just Google free virtual escape rooms, library, I say library because those are usually put on by the children's services there and then you know you're getting more to a family friendly one because sure, there's others out there that are not so. Um, And then the last one I want to share is something I saw on Instagram, Um, the, I have to look up her actual name, it's Rebecca Hoffer, she's one of the co-hosts, that's sort of awesome, but on her, and it's on her Instagram highlights, her kids, this is the second summer, they've done a 24-hour room challenge, so the kids, and her kids made this up, I think, or they saw it somewhere, that they have to stay in one room for 24 hours, unless you need to go to the bathroom, of course, or that you all decide to take a break. So like her kids spent 24 hours in the playroom. They did get, they did take an outdoor break and you know, they could go to the bathroom, but like mom brought food into them on a tray. And you know, just really something fun. You could do it as a family. I'm like, I'm gonna stay in my room for 24 hours. And have someone bring me food on a tray. <laughs> me too. Being playful, I think is one of the best things we can do. Playful and kindness, you know, oh. or just the, the simple ways that you can do and doing things with things you already have rather than you don't need to go spend a ton of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, let's, but you know, then you can, I'll, I'll send you my Amazon wish list if
0: that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> well, just throw in, oh yeah. my heavens list. I feel like I've taken notes and then I'm going to put these in the show notes as well so that people can really just take this and run. I love this.
1: And I, what I can do for you is I can send you, since this was also to Google Doc, I can send you what I have. So you can just copy and paste.
0: <laughs> Liz, I just love you. I cannot, I'm so grateful for your time. I'm so grateful for your experience and for sharing with us all that we need to know and all that we need to do. Liz, will you please keep us posted throughout? Maybe we could do like check-ins for the Liz and Jessica show. Oh my goodness. <laughs> It would just be a snorting. I'm a snorter, right? Like
1: Really bad if we also added some, um, you know, grape juice.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, I'm going to stop recording. Thank you. <laughs> And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.